0: We are in a series called parables and what we're talking about is um the idea that there's a kingdom of heaven and there's a kingdom on earth and they uh you can kind of catch it the the kingdom on earth is what we mostly focus on right I mean you're gonna go to work tomorrow or you're gonna have online meetings or you're gonna go to school tomorrow or what have you and so uh, all these things uh, you know are gonna happen and the kingdom on earth is really easy to see right it's traffic right it's it's relationships it's all these things but the kingdom of heaven oftentimes gets missed because we're not paying attention and so uh, what Jesus does when he talks and he's trying to explain the kingdom of heaven, he'll kind of, you know, he, he had a beard. So I'm so sure he like stroked his beard and he'd say like, the kingdom of heaven is like, and he'd use these analogies. And so he would do this to try to explain something that might be hard to understand if you're just trying to understand it right so uh, and we do this with our kids you know all the time if you talk with a little kid and you're trying to explain something fascinating you're like well see the stork drops off you know you, you just like you use these different things and so Jesus did that and that's what parables are it was it was it was Jesus's way of trying to get you to understand something that you might not uh, actually be able to understand uh, typically and so uh, this is what we've been talking about now I just want you to know that this particular parable that i'm about to give you i actually preached on six months ago i've never done that before where i preach on the same text in a given year but this one to me is so important and i'm bringing it from a different i the last time i preached on it it was when uh george floyd was killed and i was talking about uh justice um but from that time on we've just had turmoil right And so i'm going to preach on it again and i'm going to come from a little bit different tact and my goal is that all of us including myself start to think differently about how we view other how we view someone we disagree with because what i fear actually and i'm just talking to christians right so if you're, if you're like just trying to come into Christianity or you're trying to understand the Bible or whatever, I, I totally get it. I, I, I'm not really, I, I, want you, I want you to get to have a relationship with Jesus, don't get me wrong, but I, I fear that the church of Jesus Christ is mired in fear and is missing out on the kingdom of God. In your life to be expressed and to be experienced in its fullness and so that's what we're going to talk about this morning so i'll give you a little bit of context Um, what would happen back in the day when jesus was around was that they would have these rabbi schools these different rabbis and different schools of thought we might call them denominations now or what have you but it's like you'd read a certain text in the old testament and you'd come from a certain perspective and so uh, maybe maybe a certain socioeconomic class or whatever and so these rabbis would go around they'd be they'd be walking around and they they'd do a thing called a challenge and repost. And what a challenge in repost is the one rabbi would come up and he'd ask another rabbi something like, So, so for now, without getting too much into it, there's probably there's two schools of camps about two schools of thought, two schools of thought about um, like did God know who's going to heaven and who's not? and and like did he predestine them that's that's called predestination or calvinism right or do people get to choose whether they want to follow jesus or not right that's called arminianism right so my joke is that i was predestined to be arminian okay so it's just a it's a seminary joke i never get tired of it and uh i even i even have a shirt that says it okay so so that would be the thing so if you if you met a calvinist school of thought and then there's an arminian school of thought you know those rabbis would spar right okay so um this is what happens so i don't know how it goes down like if the one rabbi school like stalks the other one and you know or or if they see each other like far away and they're like you know do, kind of like doing them yeah. thing like I don't, I don't know how that all works but they would they would confront each other and so this is where we find jesus jesus would be teaching all all over the place and these rabbis would just show up and start asking jesus questions to to test him right And just right off the bat, I've mentioned this before. This is a pro tip. It's free. Don't test Jesus. You're not going to win, okay? You'll never win. Jesus always wins, okay? I need another t-shirt. Jesus always wins. Okay, so here's what happens. Now, the tax collectors and sinners... uh, Oh, no. Hold on. Sorry. I have the wrong presentation. I know. Isn't that terrible? Prodigal son ah good samaritan there we go now we only have to wait for it to download but it's only two megabytes so it won't so those of you who are online welcome because this is what happens sometimes when we're here live and uh fortunately yeah fortunately big boy knows what to do right there okay all right on one occasion (laughs) on on one occasion yeah (laughs) pastor knows how to brag that's fantastic on on one occasion an expert in the law stood up to test jesus remember the first rule don't test jesus teacher he asked what must i do to inherit eternal life so you can kind of see this is the topic and so there were different schools of thought on how you inherit eternal life some jews believed you just you just you're born jewish so there you go you win the lottery like there it's a genetic lottery you're born jewish you're you're god's people they're not so they got to do extra stuff and you just get to be you get to inherit eternal life so this would be a typical question that one rabbi would ask would challenge another rabbi with so how do you how how does it happen like what and then they'd argue and the different disciples would be like yeah go rabbi and the other one would be like your rabbi i hate your rabbi right so it's like raider fans so they (laughs) what do i do to inherit eternal life now jesus does a perfect repost he dodges the blow and then he's just like bam here's what he does what is written in the law so he 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 just flips it it's like a judo move he like takes his energy from that rabbi turns it into his energy and like gets him into a chokehold how do you read it like how do you understand it like give me some more information you're asking how do i inherit eternal life what do you mean by eternal life what do you mean by inherit like how do you read it where are you coming from and the way this guy answers is really, really important, because how he answers, Jesus is going to respond, and how Jesus responds to an answer, we have, our ears need to perk up to say, is, like, if he, if he, if he says yes, then that's what we follow. If he says no, that's what we don't follow, if that, if that makes sense. So he says, how do you read it? And this is how the guy answers it. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. That's an amazing statement. Comes from the Old Testament. Like, remember the question, how do you inherit eternal life? You love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. But then he adds one other thing. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, imagine how fascinating this is. Because when you think about it, couldn't it have just ended with love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength? Like, that's kind of important. Like, like everything we do should be pointing towards that, right? So you don't just memorize, you know, if you memorize a hundred scriptures and then you memorize one more, like, what? Okay, so now you know 101, I mean, you know 105. Like, if it's not in the lens of love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, it just becomes religion. And I'm sure many of you and those watching online, you've been hurt by religion. You know, that's just what happened. He adds, love your neighbor as yourself. Now, here's what Jesus says. You've answered correctly. I don't know why that camera's blinking, but it's blinking. (laughs) Okay, sorry. That was, you've answered correctly. This is Jesus. The question is, how do you inherit eternal life? The answer I want to know is from Jesus. Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's it that's eternal life now when we think of eternal life we think of heaven mostly and heaven's great don't get me wrong i love heaven i want to go to heaven who doesn't want to go to heaven but heaven starts now my relationship with jesus isn't put on hold until i go to heaven that's not really a great like like i want to have a relationship with jesus now and i want to have a relationship with jesus now that's so rich That I'm looking forward to being with him for all of eternity. Not just, I I go to eternity and I don't get sick anymore and I don't cry anymore. Which doesn't sound good because I watch the Hallmark Channel almost every single time. I get a little teary at the end. It's not a bad thing to cry. You have answered correctly, Jesus replies. Listen to what he says. Do this, in other words, now, do this and you will live. Wow. Wow jesus is telling us how to live how do we live jesus you love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength and you love your neighbor as yourself i have a neighbor his name's ralph i love ralph ralph is so easy to love i mean i like, when I read this, I'm like, love, it says love Ralph, I'm like, who doesn't love Ralph? I love Ralph, and so I, I, like, Ralph, we'll, 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 like, uh, see who can be first to bring in the other person's trash cans, so, like, it'll be, like, Monday, and I'll be waiting till the trash comes out, and when, once it, once the trash thing goes, I just run out there, and I take his trash can and put it up, he's like, oh, man, thanks, and I'm like, well, you do the same for me, because he does, like, like, who doesn't love Ralph? Like, this is the greatest verse in the world, I love Ralph you guys would love Ralph he's great but I have another neighbor yeah he's not like Ralph like he's nothing like Ralph like nothing and 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 so I I don't care for a lot of my neighbor's practices I love him as a human being I just don't care for his practices no, I don't like him, okay? So, but here's, so, so here's my problem. I have two neighbors. One I like and one I don't like. But Jesus says, love your neighbor. So here's what I would like to do. I would like to define neighbor as the person who lives right next door. That's my neighbor. And I love my neighbor. I love Ralph. I'm all done. Thank you, Jesus. Do this and you will live. I am living. I love Ralph. I love my neighbor. Well, I'm just doing what every other human does. But wanting to justify himself, he tweeted. No. He posted. He virtue signaled. He wanted to cancel someone. He said, look at me. I know better, right? Now, wanting to justify himself, he said, and who is my neighbor? That's a great question. My neighbor's Ralph, and that's the only neighbor I want. So I never would have asked this question. I would have just gone, oh yeah, Ralph, good, got it. Thanks, Jesus. Talk to you later. Good conversation. But fortunately for us, because remember, Jesus says, do this and you will live, fortunately for us this guy wanted to justify himself which makes me believe that we want to justify ourselves so he says who's my neighbor which is a great question and jesus replies a man was going down from jerusalem to jericho which i think the guy would have just gone oh no I just stepped in it. Like, I'm just like, this is a trap. Now I'm going to get worked. Like, this is terrible. You know, I, I can't believe this is happening. A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he fell into the hands of robbers. In other words, he was living his life just like normal, and something bad happened. He didn't, it didn't work out the way he had planned. So right off the bat, because we know where this is going, Jesus is going to be talking about who is a neighbor. Um, We understand that just because somebody falls into it somehow, because they're going through life, doesn't mean they're right or wrong. It just means that's who they are. So this is this, if you were there and you were listening to Jesus, you would say, um, uh, you'd put yourself in there, he or she. And in this case, he's talking mostly to Jewish people. So a Jewish person falls into the hands of robbers, and they stripped him of his clothes, which would be incredibly shameful for you and I now. But back in that day, to be naked was incre- like, it was an honor-shame culture, and to be naked would have been extremely shameful. And he beat him, and he went away, leaving him half dead. I don't know how you have half dead, but you're either dead or you're not dead. But it's Jesus' story, and so I'm not going to, like don't test Jesus. Remember. Okay? So he's half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road. So you'd be so happy. A priest comes. You know, you're beaten. All your clothes are gone. They stole your iPhone. You're just sitting there. You have no way to communicate. And like a pastor shows up. You're like, oh man, so glad Pastor John's there. Pastor John loves his neighbor. Oh, only one of them. He actually doesn't like the other one. So he Saw the man, and he passed by on the other side. Now we think to ourselves, religious people are always doing this kind of stuff. Or when it comes to actual, like doing something, like religious people like to go to church. And maybe if if you're watching online, and you're like, "I'm never going to set foot in another church," I get it. I mean, I, I totally understand. Organized religion has done a lot of damage. And so you could take that that tact. You could also take another tact, though. That if it actually was a priest, to touch a dead body would mean that they become unclean. And then they couldn't perform the, the, the services that they were supposed to be performing. So you could kind of let the guy off the hook. But he, he could have at least seen if the guy was dead or not. The law doesn't say you can't walk up to dead. Here's the great thing about dead bodies. You have to actually breathe to live. And you can tell if someone's breathing Right? You just kind of sit there and look at him and, you know, maybe you could just go, hey, buddy, you know, you okay? Or, you know, want me to call a Levite to come help? Well, a Levite did show up. A Levite, he too came to the place and saw him and passed by on the other side. So now you've got two religious people. The, the people that Jesus was talking to, these would be the people they respect the most. Right? If you were telling me the story, you'd say, and Tom Brady came by and passed on the other side. I'm like, what? Tom Brady wouldn't do that, right? And then Jesus just goes for the throat, okay? Jesus picks the worst person you could imagine to save the day. He says, but a Samaritan, but a Samaritan. Now, just a quick history lesson. What happened was the people of Israel were doing really great. Then they started getting comfortable with themselves. They started becoming rich. They started worshiping other gods. God says, you're going you're to get, get disciplined. You're going to get disciplined. You're going to get disciplined. And then the ba- he just sent the Babylonians in. And they took all of Israel's most attractive, most wealthy, smartest Israelites and brought them to Babylon. It, they would have taken all of Living Spring. Right? Whether you're online or here, you guys are gone. You're gone off to Babylon. This is the choicest of people. And so, um, but then the other ones were left, the poor and all that. Well, while they were in Babylon like, you know, a few hundred years, they kind of just kept living in, in Israel. And they started marrying Gentiles, which was frowned upon. And so, so Jews would call Samaritans dogs. That's how much they were hated. So, for you, but a Republican. But a Democrat. Oh, where is Jesus going with this? A Democrat? Did the Democrats stab him in the neck again to make sure he was dead? Did the Republican kick him and see if there's any more money that he, they could take? A capitalist Republican? Like, What, what is that? Like, Jesus picks, like, the worst thing. Now, who is it for you when you go online? Who, who is that? Who is that? Is it Hollywood? Is it Trump? Biden? When you drive down the street and there's a lawn sign for someone to vote for, which one angers you? Which one of you are just like, oh, I know that I'll bet that person kicks puppies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know. I know that. I know that I know those people. Jesus picks it. He goes right at it. A Samaritan. What happens? But a Samaritan, as he traveled, in other words, he's got stuff to do. He's busy. He's like super busy. He's on the road. Plus, if you just see someone beaten up by robbers, you'd stay on your donkey right? You probably go a little faster because who knows where the robbers are. As he traveled, he came and he saw him. He looked at him. He actually like saw a human being. When you turn on the news, do you see human beings? You might disagree with them. They might be different. They might have different ideals. It might... The topic may anger you, but that's a human. That's a person. He saw him. And he took pity on him. He empathized. He sought to understand. He sought to understand. My fear, it's not a fear really, is that Christians, and I'm only talking to Christians now, you're missing out on the kingdom of God. You're missing out. That, that in, because you can't understand another point of view or you can't realize that these people, whoever it is on one side or the other, they, they, they think differently than you or they have a different morality or whatever, however they kind of, that you miss their humanness. You miss the fact that God loves them. And he took pity. He empathized. I, I, I was thinking about this. I was thinking, okay, what, what gets me angry, right? So one of the things that gets me angry, I, I'm all about protests. I'm all about like, I'm all about all that stuff. Social justice, everything. You got me. But I'm not about burning down stuff. <laughs> I think there is kind of, eh, you know, you get to a place and it's like, hey, should we burn this down? Like, I fall on the side of, no, you don't burn things down. Um, So that's just something. So I hate my neighbor, but I don't burn down things. So I'm not that bad, okay? Uh, But I started a little exercise where I started, like if I ever see a protest or whatever, I started thinking, I started making up stories about like, who is that person? Like, who are they really? What was their childhood like? Where did they grow up? What did they, what's going on? Like, do they... Like, after you throw, like, a flaming ball of fire, do you go home and go, boy, that was a tough day at the protest? Like, like what embodies that person? Now, of course, I don't have the answer to it. But I'll bet you, I will bet you, if I sat down with that person somewhere else, we're at a Starbucks, and we just started talking, and I heard their story, things would become clearer for me. Doesn't mean I agree. It just means and yeah so he took pity on him which is great we should all have pity right we've done this before we see the starving dog on television and it's like give five, and you're like oh man what a cute dog beep espn like you like it's great to have pity right but he goes one step further and he went to him everyone else crossed on the other side and he went to him could you imagine now, this is just my fantasy if you were online, and instead of posting and getting angry, you actually went to them. You call them up. You say, well, I don't have their phone number. Well, then uh, then they're not your friend, okay? Like, Like, I'm talking about someone you know. You read it, and you go, man, that really is, I should go to them. Maybe you Message them privately or whatever. He went to him and he bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine that he had bought previously for his trip. He was prepared. He had oil and wine. I don't know how expensive it was back then, but he was all set. He could have easily gone, dude, you know, you live, you, you travel alone. You don't have a donkey. You didn't know, you don't have like, like man, you're you living your life. You know, that's, that's on you. He takes his own personal stuff. So he stops his trip, he takes his own personal stuff. And then oh man, this one gets me every single time. So here's what I would have done. I would have had the bandages and the oil and the wine, and I would have set it next to him and gone. Hey, when you wake up, here's a little thing. But I ain't no touchy. I'm not touching you. I've, I've been a germaphobe pre-COVID like for decades. I would have been like, here's some stuff. I'm out of here, right? And uh, he, he, he went to him. He bandaged his wounds. So he's now touching this guy. He's all up in it. It's messy being a neighbor, isn't it? It's messy when you're with other. Imagine this guy is with this Jew. And while he's bandaging his wounds, he remembers being called a dog by those Jews. He, he, he remembers growing up. He remembers his parents sitting around the campfire. Jews, they always think they're way better than us. Stay away from them. They're, they're, just, they're just, they hate us. And this dude is going past all of that Remembering all the stories his parents told him. And then he does this. He put the man on his own donkey. Do you know how hard it is to put a man anywhere? Think about that. Like if if one of you just fell out of your chair and you're like lying there. And it's my job to just get you back in the chair. Do you know how difficult that is? You got to like be all fumbling and you got to get low and you got to bend you with your knees, by the way. And you get down in there and you're like grabbing and the person's limp and you have to embrace them. This other, this person that calls you a dog and you embrace him and you put him on your shoulder. That's how you get a man on a donkey. Unless you've got a really well-trained donkey. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's terrible. <laughs> okay. So, so you, put, you get him on your shoulder. You have to embrace him. It's so, that is so messy. This dude, when he went on his trip, had to pick out which robe he was going to wear. He, wasn't, he didn't say, like, as he's going through his closet, go, I'm going to get the one that can have blood on it. He gets his robe, his travel robe, whatever, however they did it. He puts him on his, and he puts him on his own donkey, I would have been like, here's your stuff, let's get out of here. (laughs) The next day, uh, uh, and and, and he took him to an inn, took care of him. The next day, he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, this is just not a one-time thing for this dude. Being a neighbor is a full-time messy job do it and you'll live do it and you'll live when i return i'll reimburse you for any extra expenses you may have this is so risky right because the innkeeper has this dude here and he said he'll reimburse him so he could be giving him like the spa treatment i don't know if you've ever been to a, a nice hotel and they have all these packages right he's like ooh. We'll do the spa package for him. You know, the, the Samaritan gets back and the Jew's got these like two cucumbers on his eyes. He's, got a, he's all like wrapped up and the Samaritan's like, dang it, I shouldn't have said that. That's a risk. And it's like a real risk. It's a real risk to be a neighbor. Which of these three, the priest, the Levite, and the Samaritan, are you? Oh, I'm sorry, no. Which do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell in the hands of robbers? Which of these three was a neighbor? Remember the original question. Who is my neighbor? Jesus, through his jujitsu challenge and repost, had the man in a chokehold and had taken everything and flipped it upside down. Who was a neighbor? In other words, bro, you're asking the wrong question. Not who is my neighbor, who was a neighbor. I got my two neighbors, Ralph, who I love, my other neighbor, who I don't so much. That's not the question. The question is, what neighbor are you? Who are you being a neighbor to? You don't like that neighbor? What are you doing? Being a neighbor is an action item. It's not a situation. The expert in the law couldn't even say Samaritan. He didn't even say, oh, the Samaritan. He's all caught up in his culture. He just said the one who had mercy on him. Yeah, the, the one, the, the, third, the third one. The third one. That's, that's who it is. Now... I understand this, I don't know if any of you have ever taken Strength Finders, right? Strength Finders is a thing, you, you're supposed to read the book, nobody does, they just go to the back and rip out the thing you're supposed to fill out to just see what your strength is. Uh, and then they'll go back and read whatever their strengths is, because it makes you feel good. Okay, am I lying? No, <laughs> That's exactly what people do. So I'll give someone a Strength Finder book, and I'm like, what did you think about the book? They're like, I don't know, but my strengths are awesome, like, you know? So uh, my number one strength is Relator. That's, that's my thing. You could, I could sit, I could literally sit down with Biden and Trump and I'd just be like, awesome. So where'd you guys grow up? Like, how do you become a senator? What's it like to go bankrupt? Like, you know, I just go through the, the whole thing. I'd just be asking them all sorts of questions. That's, my, that's just my personality. So this Good Samaritan thing is kind of easy for me because I relate to people. It's just one of my strengths. I, re, I can relate to anyone. I can relate to someone experiencing homelessness and, or I can relate to someone who owns a company. It like, doesn't matter to me. So I realize that for me this comes in my lane. And so I, it's hard for me to understand like, what all the angst is about different things. But I get it. But it doesn't let us off the hook. It might not be your strength to relate to people who think other than you. But it's your job. If you are a Christian, if you are a follower of Jesus, it is your job to relay the kingdom of heaven to those around you. What is the kingdom of heaven? How do I inherit it? How do I experience it? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second law, which Jesus says, is just like it. It's just as important. Love your neighbor as yourself. Well, Jesus, who's my neighbor? You are. You're the neighbor. Now go do it. That's what he says. Jesus told him, go and do. Go and do. You go online this week? (laughs) <laughs> go and do. How are you being a neighbor? How are you reading others? How are you experiencing those who are different than you? Those who are going to vote differently. Because here's the thing. At the end of the day, as, as your pastor and as your pastor online, I don't really care how you vote. I care how you treat the people who voted different than you. That's, that's the go and do you might have really good reasons for voting for your party or, or believing one thing or the other or marching or not marching or whatever, whatever the thing is, wearing a mask, not wearing a mask, I don't know, but you know, all, all this, you might, you might have really good reasons for all that and they're, they're great, God bless you, but how are you treating the person that thinks different than you because that's your job, that's our job as followers of Jesus Look at this. I just wanted to show some of this stuff. He saw. He took pity. He went to him. He put the man on the donkey. He returned. He reimbursed. He had mercy. Go and do. It's hard to be a neighbor. It's hard loving Trump and Biden supporters. Trust me, I love both of them. It's hard. You guys are tough. Okay. No, it's hard being a neighbor. That's the whole point of the parable. Remember the first question What must I do to inherit eternal life? What must I do to experience the kingdom of God? Jesus says, Oh, it's easy to understand. It's hard to do. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's the beginning. And then the second thing, which is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Who's your neighbor? You are. You go and you do. As the worship band comes back up, uh, I want to uh, invite you to think about who that person is. Who's that Samaritan for you? I know you got, I got one. I got one. I got two two or three, seven, something like that. (laughs) <laughs> chow don't get me now who is it name it they not out loud <laughs> you're like republicans like shh no no stop democrats no uh who is it like what gets you going what what is it who is it you're supposed to be a neighbor to them there's no way around it you don't have a choice It's like Jesus stuff. I'm going to pray for us and um, Annalise is going to lead us in another song. And during this time, there's a whole bunch of things we can do. Um, One of the things you can do is repent, honestly, where you say, Jesus, Jesus, With this particular type of person or this particular person, I just want to walk on the other side of the road. You might ask, Jesus, would you open my eyes? I think I'm a great neighbor. And Jesus is like, well, what about this? No, dang it. Maybe you don't want to do that. Like, Get wisdom of like, God, is there some place? Okay, and then maybe maybe you're doing good. And you're like, God, how can I, I... I did the oil and the wine and the bandage. Can you teach me how to embrace? Can you teach me how to embrace and lift with my legs and get them on my donkey? So I'm going to pray for us and then Annalise will lead us in the song and I'll come back up for the blessing. Lord God, we come before you as broken vessels. We, we, we want, too, to be justified. God, there's people in our life and groups of people that we're just, to be honest, we just pray desperately that you don't ask us to be a neighbor to them. Like, just, okay, everybody but them. And yet we know that those people, you'd look out over the crowds all different beliefs and walks of life and different colors and different socioeconomic and you would have compassion you would take pity teach us God teach us to do this to be a neighbor so Lord as we spend some time maybe singing with the song or just contemplating whether we're standing or sitting uh, Lord would you open our eyes what we need to do to be a neighbor. In your name, amen. So now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, I pray you would go in his love and in his joy and in his peace and in his strength, and that you would truly experience kingdom of God on on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week, and we'll see you next week.